Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, this is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. So excited with today's guests, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. This is your host, Jamie Rodriguez, guys, and we welcome back the first guest we ever had on the J-Rod Concerts, the podcast show, our good friend, Vanessa Peters, based in Italy and Texas. Vanessa comes back to the show, and she's celebrating the release of her brand new album, Modern Age, out April 23rd and which, in my humble opinion, it may be her best yet. It's reminiscent of those 90s female rock and roll, in-your-face, great songwriting, guitars, get-your-body-moving kind of deal. So what an album that Vanessa unleashed on the world. First single, Crazy Maker, is out already, as well as the second single, uh, which is already out, the title track. So make sure you check those out. Um, Crazy Maker, she performs on this show acoustically, exclusive performance, so make sure to stay tuned for that. And guys, well, I mean, if you've been on the show, uh, if you're new to the show, if you can go all the way back to episode one and you can find out the background of Vanessa. She's an outstanding artist, moved to Italy a long time ago. Uh, her producer husband, uh, Rip Rowan, they work together, they live there. He's Italian and... Um, and uh, they, they did a marvelous job on this record. So congratulations to Rip as well on a well, fantastically produced album. If you want to find out more, more about Vanessa, check out VanessaPeters.com. She's an awesome follow on social media. She talks about great music. She talks about her own stuff, great performances, and also politically inclined. So she's got some great perspectives that open up your mind to new... Um, consciousness new consciousness so make sure to follow her and guys if you're new to the show welcome please click subscribe give us a rating that stuff helps us a lot but without further ado guys we welcome back our friend of the show vanessa peters to j-rod concerts the podcast vanessa peters hi how are you? Look, look at you. It's still me. I'm still here. <laughs> Let me just like take a minute and look at you and look at your compound because I am so excited for this moment. Yeah. You look great, Vanessa. Wow. Look at that. Thanks. Yeah. I think it's probably just Zoom's fancy filters and stuff. But Right? Like the cat lawyer filter? <laughs> <laughs> I should have put that on there. I did think about it, actually. Big sunglasses or something. Oh my God, Vanessa. Yeah, I was so excited to, to be talking to you again. I mean, for so many reasons, right? Uh, not least yeah. for you know, your new album out on uh, Modern Age, April 23rd, 2000, you know, 2021, Vanessa. And Vanessa, what an album, first of all. You know, we'll get to it in detail in a minute, but you know, your songwriting, was, I think it's like at a high point right now. It is amazing, your songwriting, where it's at. Like, amazing level where you're at, and, now, and a wonderful rock and roll production. It's a great album. Well, thank you. Yeah, we're really excited about it. It turned out, turned out well. We're we're proud of it. So absolutely. And Crazy Maker is out, and it's giving it's you know it's in rotation in Spain now, and people are catching yeah. on. So, 
really cool stuff, Vanessa. Uh, Vanessa, but like, can okay, first of all, can you believe, I mean, since we last spoke almost like a year ago, Vanessa, it feels like yeah. mixtape, mixtape covers was, was being released. And um, in some ways it feels like yesterday, but in some other ways, it feels like a million years, right? It feels like forever ago. I was just thinking about that because I just downstairs, I just started uh, today packing up some of the CDs for our Kickstarters and stuff, you know, like preparing all the packages, which is what I was doing almost a year ago when we, when mixtape was getting ready to be mailed out and stuff. And it's a strange feeling to be in the same place doing the same thing, like one year later and a lot of things have changed. And at the same time, it sort of feels like nothing's changed. It's, I don't know, it's this weird sense of being suspended in time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so when you, when you, you know, grab an, an old mixtape, you know, mixtape uh, lying around the house, mm -hmm. is it like finding like an old yearbook? Like, like what's the feeling like? <laughs> I mean, a little bit. Yeah. I actually had to go look for one the other day to send to somebody that's like a, a new fan because a crazy maker that bought mixtape and I had to go dig them out of the box and normally I have all that stuff just sort of sitting right nearby because we're always getting ready to jump in the car and go somewhere and instead you know we haven't played any shows in a year basically so I like have to remember like where did where all where's all the merch stored and stuff like digging around in the closet <laughs> trying to find stuff it's weird but that's crazy Vanessa and um does it feel weird Vanessa that um you know you haven't been to America in a long time right yeah. I mean I mean, every country, of course, has its story with COVID, its own angle, its own challenges. Mm -hmm. uh, but how is it to read from afar, you know, everything that's gone on with this country since we last spoke, Vanessa? I mean, George Floyd onwards. There's so many, right. so much craziness that's happened, Abbott lately, everything. How is it to be at a distance and like not be able to come and, and all that? You know, it's been good and bad. Like in a way, it's been sort of nice because we just got to experience everything at a remove. Um, the bad is that we were, we also, you know, there's a, for every bad or crazy news story that happened in America this last year, one also happened in Italy. And so I sort of feel like I was doubly bombarded by news mm. chaos because, you know, I spend just like everybody, I spend my time on Twitter or on Instagram, you know, do, doom scrolling and reading all the bad news. And it's <laughs> like, when I wake up in the morning, I read whatever crazy stuff happened in America overnight. Then I switched to like whatever the Italian news news for the day is. And I actually had to break that habit for a while because it was getting to be, I couldn't escape it, you know, no matter which way I turned, I was yeah. just overwhelmed by stuff. So, um, but it, it has been strange. I mean, we've been gone now for, for 14 months and it's, it's definitely the longest I've ever been away from America. It's also the longest as an adult, it's the longest I've ever been in one place. Like yeah. ever since I started touring and playing music, I've never spent more than, I think maybe max six months in any one locale, you know? Right, right. So this has been a learning experience for sure. <laughs> sure. No, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, here in Nashville, you see it too. Like all these people, like they're, yeah. they're now experts at buying their groceries and it's like, you know, this whole like thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, yeah, Vanessa, I do admire you uh, for a couple of reasons. I mean, first people really use social media and all the new communications to, to create sometimes, sometimes a fake authenticity, right? Like, mm -hmm. This is me making bread. This is me helping the community, but with a selfie, like that kind of thing, right? But you really are very authentic in there. You really do speak your mind to things that matter to you. Uh, I've learned this this year throughout, you know, following you and it's been great. Even if there are short-term consequences, if you need to say something, you're gonna say it. Yeah. Yeah, and-, and I'm um, not good at keeping my mouth shut. <laughs> no, but, but, but that's great because it reminds you of, you know, the true revolutionaries, you know, Joe Ambaez, you, you, you go down the list. You're a true artist. Um, 
And in fact, Vanessa, you actually do, I don't know if you know this, but like when you post something like this, and I think I may even have written to you at some point, you, people think it's like you make people research. It creates like a, like a need there. I hope so. I mean, I hope it's a, I hope it's a good cycle. And I mean, I, I try to be careful because, you know, especially on Instagram, people want to see beautiful things. They don't come there to think about hard stuff. And I feel like it is easy to turn Instagram into Twitter or something, you know, like I used to try to keep a different personality for each one. You know, Twitter was more like news for me and Instagram was more photos of touring and that kind of stuff. And Facebook, I just hate. So I try to never, <laughs> never use it if I can help it. But since we didn't do any touring and stuff this year, then Instagram also kind of became for me, like more of a social political platform. Yeah. And I did wonder at first whether that was a good idea, but then I ultimately decided, you know, at the end Be of the day, you. like you said, this is this is me and this is what I'm thinking about and why why put a filter on it? So yeah. hopefully hopefully it was, a, it was so. positive more than negative. So I think so. And 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 so many of the stuff that's happened has been so visual too, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't even have to go into examples because there's too many. Yeah. But you know, it's like so it's a good platform for it, you know. It, it's fine. And uh, Vanessa, kind of pivoting to the new album there, um, you know, you've, you've mentioned that it was like an exercise in patience and tenacity, uh, you know, because of everything that's obviously happened in the world. Are you, I mean, this is your first album since Fox, original album since Fox Soul mm -hmm. Prayers. Are you almost more proud of this one? Uh, just getting it across the finish line just because of the circumstances? Yeah, I think we are. I mean, I, for for multiple reasons. I mean, this one was a hard one to make because... A, we had set such a, a very specific game plan and we had all these dreams and ideas and like not one of them worked out. So <laughs> it was hard just to just to keep our chin up, you know, and not not feel discouraged throughout the year. And I think the fact that literally everyone in the entire world was having a crap year made us a little bit less discouraged just because you only had to look around to see that it's it's not like the world is raining on my parade, the raining on my parade, you know, it's raining on everyone's, and everyone's parade. Yeah. <laughs> So that helped, but um, I mean, it was difficult just because we, every plan we made seemed to change and we, it was hard to get momentum. Um, but at the same time, it also gave us lots more time than we initially had planned for to work on the songs, which mm -hmm. is good because we were originally going to go record in, in March. And when I think now about the songs that did make it on the record, some of them weren't even written until like late August you know wow. so yeah. the album actually morphed as we went along it took a different path um at the end of the day when we when we were finished recording i think we had 18 songs mm -hmm. that were you know that we could have chosen to put on the record but we didn't want to make a double album because nobody has the patience for that and uh <laughs> we, we decided basically we would just take off all the sad songs all the slow songs which is was anathema to me like that's completely different from most of my records are, you know, purposely sort of melon, maybe not melancholy, but like pensive and nostalgic and a little bit melancholy, you know, and this one isn't, it's like 11 songs. We chose ones that pretty much, even if they don't rock, they never, they're never sad, you know, they're never heavy, they're fun. And we they're thought fun. that was maybe a good direction to take just because we had certainly had enough of sadness and strife and we figured our listeners probably had too. So. Yeah, yeah, good call. And you can tell that from the first note of uh, Modern Age, it just comes up. It's awesome. Yeah. I think That's it probably will surprise a lot of people when they hit play on the first. <laughs> like, wow. It's in, in the best way. In the best way. 
takes you back so. to you know 1997 you know Lollapalooza yeah. you know yeah, these yeah. rocker chicks just kicking ass it's wonderful can't wait to see it live <laughs> Vanessa and yeah. um, you know you briefly mentioned the Kickstarter campaign mm -hmm. uh, isn't it amazing Vanessa how you know people just kind of read your letter you, you know that you need some help and like in what was it like in three days they people just yeah. kind of showed up it was super fast we didn't expect it and also we had we had made an error we um we had planned to launch it I think like we were going to wait till after uh super tuesday which was like march 5th or march 3rd we were going to try to wait till some of the politics in the country died down so that people <laughs> would focus on it and then right. little did we know of course they never died down that. yeah but we we accidentally hit publish we were trying to do like a draft preview thing and then it was like congratulations your kickstarter's live and we were like <gasps> and so we tried to call kickstarter support and um once you've published it you can't you can't undo it um wow and there's these bots that go along. It's called like the Kickstarter creativity bot. I don't know who runs it or whatever, but mm -hmm. it goes along and it donates a dollar to new projects to get get them started. Well, okay. that sounds cute and all, except that as soon as you've had even one um, one contribution, then you can't turn off your Kickstarter. And so wow. within like four minutes, this Kickstarter bot had given us one dollar. You know, I and love we were like, and I said, "You're the best because you're like the Silicon Valley truth teller." That's like, like the what? The Silicon Valley, like truth teller. Truth teller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like I don't know if you're welcomed in San Francisco. Basically, it's like, I oh my it. god, yeah. Spotify, everyone hide. Here comes Vanessa yeah. Peters. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I don't. Do you follow me on Twitter? Because I just got into it yesterday with the Spotify CEO on Twitter. But that's a that's a different that's story. Different. <laughs> so it's funny that you say that. But <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, we published this Kickstarter, and we were like, well, I guess our Kickstarter's live, and so. That was one time that was really beneficial that we were here because at that time it was only like nine o'clock in America. It was the afternoon here. So we were able to sort of scramble and like I had to compose an email real quick to everybody on my mailing list and Instagram and Facebook. You know, I had to, all those things that normally you would have had ready to just hit yeah. publish. I remember. I didn't have any of it. So I was like, I'm ah. on your mailing list. And I remember when you sent that. Yeah. Wow. Seems a long time it was ago. was crazy. And I told the truth to everybody. I was like, hey guys, I didn't mean to do this, but I did it. So here we are. And people were really cool about it. And it ended up working out in our favor entirely because obviously the world in about 10 days after that, the world just started focusing on COVID nonstop. And it yeah. would have it would have been not only, I think, impossible to raise the money, I don't think I would have felt like embarking on a project. You know, I think I would have immediately just said, Oh, let's let's hold off on this, let's wait and see how things go. And instead, since we got it funded, it kind of gave us, it was the shove that we needed just to like keep working on it all year long instead of falling into a pit of despair, which is what yeah. we might have otherwise done. So. The, time, the timing of the universe was meant to, you, you were meant to yeah. click, you were meant to click it, Vanessa. Let me, let me ask you about, um, you know, about working with RIP. I, I have to ask you because this is really fascinating, yeah. Vanessa. I mean, obviously, you know, there's a lot of rock and roll couples, uh, married couples mm -hmm. are you know, littered with rock history, Paul and Linda McCartney, you know, Sonny and Cher, I can go down the list. But I'm really curious. I'm really, yeah, 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 if he's there, you know, pretend he's not there. You can, you know, but. um, He's far away. I don't think he can even hear far, you. <laughs> it, it's just, you know, what is, is it easy for both of you to like just separate Vanessa and like have that line? I, I find it fascinating that, you know, where does the professional line, you know, just making sure that the line is there and and being, you know, cooped up and working and having your own symphony? That's a good question. I, we work way better together now than we used to. And he would say the same thing. In fact, we often commented on it. Um, I'm very bossy by nature. And Rip is, he's pretty like hard headed too, when it comes to 
opinions on things. And I'm not that good at taking direction for when I, when I have an idea of how I think a song should sound or how it should be arranged. Um, sometimes it's difficult for me to take other people's feedback. And so um, for several years when we first started working together, definitely he would say, well, have you considered, you know, changing that this this word to this or if you could what if we did it a little bit faster and I would always be like nope this is the song take it or leave it and finally after several years of him gently poking me I got I've gotten a lot better at saying oh okay we'll try it this way whatever we'll get it do it your way for a minute and then he's almost always right that's the frustrating thing is that he uh he's smarter than I am and he he uh he has good ideas so much of this record was due to him poking me I mean the song Modern Age is totally, completely different from how I first wrote it. Um, you wouldn't even recognize the two songs, you know, if they were alongside one another. And then he actually wrote the music for Valley of Ashes and Hood Ornament, which was a new thing for me. Um, you have a you have a frog in your throat, don't you? Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> it's okay. That's good. Yeah. Um, that was a new thing for me, just because I he he was the composer and I was the lyricist which was difficult um but it was a good experiment and I I'm happy with the results but he is an amazing chef too I have to say that and I, and I think I told you that because when you put him cooking on on the on the online it's like well Vanessa you should uh put the Rip Rowan cookbook as the deluxe edition if you pre-ordered the vinyl <laughs> we we need, we do we need to make like a coffee table book of all of his recipes. Oh my god, totally! And it's yeah. like we're here in America eating all this crap. What a burger! And like you're putting this like stories, <laughs> like the most beautiful thing, like hand-picked pasta from the morning in Tuscany. I know. You know in Castillo and Fiorentino, we just got this, and it's like, well, <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. I, I'm picking up my breadsticks. Thank you, Vanessa. <laughs> I know. I, I I always debate should I share should I show you guys my food or not? Because hell yeah, I mean it's pretty delicious food, but. Actually, it's funny that you said Whataburger because that's like one of the only things that we do miss. We every now and then, I don't, <laughs> I don't actually miss it that much, but Rip sometimes is like, man, I could go for a Whataburger right now. So, yeah, yeah, sometimes you will, I'm sure. in your life. Oh my yeah. God, absolutely. So Vanessa, let's chat about a few of the songs, but that's funny. Yeah, Whataburger, that Rip. <laughs> now I'm hungry. Thank you. <laughs> you know, it, it's so funny, just a quick sidestep, but like we have some friends from, uh, from, from Spain and they're very like fancy and all that stuff. And when they went to Florida, they loved mm -hmm. about going to Denny's. It's like that was like their thing and it was like you know the, you know they, they was like they were obsessed with that annual trip to Denny's and like the whole experience and it's like all right well listen whatever suits you guys everybody's got their you know their their, their secret closet food <laughs> food love so oh my god Denny's, so okay so let's start with modern age I just want to touch on a few songs Vanessa mm -hmm. you're, you're so kind with your time I mean couldn't help but agree with the sentiment there I mean I've been rambling about it for like months now I mean mm -hmm. do you think but, but like on a serious note, I mean, because I have nephews and I think about this stuff, do you think younger generations are going to have like unintended consequences from just from all the tech and the different kinds of communicating and connection and lack of humanity in today's world, Vanessa? I don't know. I hope not. I mean, I, I, I do worry about it for sure. I mean, I worry about my nieces and nephews and stuff too. I think on the one hand, I, I mean, our grandparents were probably worried about how much TV our parents watched, you know, and my parents, I know, were worried about how much Nintendo I played, and right. I turned out fine, you know. So my hope is that maybe, like, every generation just kind of learns to adapt. And it, that song was more just, I mean, it's, it's just more about that feeling of being overwhelmed in the modern age. And that was one of the nice things about last year was even mm -hmm. though things were crazy, at least we got to, like, take a moment and live a slow life 
for a little while, you true, know? True. Um, but it was also not just about technology, but just, I think the thing that worries me more is the way that we throw everything away. This is just a, it's, it's a disposable culture, you know? Especially that was actually one of the things that stressed me out the most about COVID is like, we wanted to support local restaurants, right? And so, but you could only do takeout. And like, it drove me insane, the piles of takeout crap, the plastic and the styrofoam and the forks right. and the knives and like, ah, like I don't ever, I'm like a super recycler in, in normal times, you know? And I would show up to yeah. restaurants for takeout with, with like, I would clean out the containers and be like, can you please reuse this? You know? Stop talking because, about that, yeah. Yeah, I hated it. And I do, I do feel like that's one of the things that, that I am concerned about for, you know, the future generations is like, sure. we're just making a disaster of the world. And not to harp on Italy, because it's not a perfect place by any means. There's 80 million things I could tell you that are wrong with it. But it is strange when I go back to Texas, and I see like, every time I go back, I feel like a shopping center has been torn down and rebuilt to make like more chain stores and more giant. Yeah. Yeah. like targets that we don't need. And then I step outside the door here and I'm like, oh, this building is 800 years old. Right. And they have figured out a way to keep this building and like repair it and make it beautiful. And I don't understand why we can't like incorporate some of that into our society. I mean, there's, I'm not saying that one has to be like the other, but it drives yeah. me insane how, how I just don't like the big box, you know, mm -hmm. I like the yeah, I mean, you know, later there's a there's a great book uh, for whenever you have time. It's called uh, "How New York: How a Great City Lost Its Soul," basically. Okay. That's the name, and it, that's what it talks about. You know how like you know CBGB is now like a bank. Mm -hmm. You know that kind of stuff. It's really like depressing, actually. But that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I probably don't need uh, to read it. Exactly. Just take my word for it. You know, there's, there's a McDonald's where like you know Patty Smith wrote Exxon, basically. Right. Um, Okay, Crazy Maker, great song, mm -hmm. Vanessa. Um, obviously, it explores the sort of person, you know, who makes you feel that you're the crazy one, like a gaslighter kind of thing, like mm -hmm. a manipulator, like a trapping situation. And you, you got yeah. it into such a rocking beat there, but you, mm -hmm. you lived it, like you got into this character so well, Vanessa. And I wanted to ask you, how did you do it? Because, I, I, like, I know you have a great relationship there. So, so mm -hmm. it, is it from your past or, or like, how did you incorporate this such mm -hmm. vividly? Yeah, no, that one's actually a part of that lyric, at least I've had kicking around since, I don't even know, at least 10 years, maybe longer. Yeah. Um, part of the chorus anyway. Um, and I do that. I mean, I keep all of my old lyrics because you never know when something might come in handy. So right. yeah, Rip is definitely, he's, he's not the inspiration for Crazy Maker, so you don't have to worry about that. But I mean, initially the song was written as sort of about a, you know, a, a lover, a boyfriend, a whatever but a crazy maker doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a love relationship you know like we most of us have some sort of friend in our life that's a drama queen or a drama king you know somebody where they're just like always causing trouble for everybody else but they always seem to make themselves the victim yeah and then honestly as as i lived with the song longer it started to sort of take on a, like a trump personality for me even mm -hmm. it was just like the idea of somebody that makes you feel bad when they're the ones creating all the all the chaos. I I mean, I, I realized it was a lot more universal than just like a girl and a boy story. Yeah, you know. Interesting, interesting. By the way, to, not to get into politics, but I've mm -hmm. I've heard 
the term carnival baker thrown around so much in the past few months and it's like have you guys mm -hmm. heard about that term and it's like yes there's an amazing singer songwriter who's been singing about it for years <laughs> but anyway i digress um, i never could get anybody to like you know pick it up and run with it but i guess such it life. became too obvious you're you're a visionary you were like three years ahead of the curve so it's true i was the cassandra there exactly so tell us on what to invest what bitcoin to invest next or whatever <laughs> right yeah. what etf you know right um vanessa why don't we um you've been so kind with your time why don't you tell us what song you're gonna play we'll play it and then i want to come back and finish asking you some questions about tour i'm actually gonna do crazy maker so oh wonderful oh perfect there you go okay so let's play it now this song is called crazy maker and it's the first single off my new record modern age been chewing on this bitter pill for so long but it's a jawbreaker all that i did wrong was let myself get strong along it's too easy to make excuses for a faker but i do you the favor forget your bad behavior we'll just chalk it up to my failure to see you were a crazy maker a bomb about to crater i was looking for a savior shame on me shame on me shame on me Shame on me. And I'm the easy thing you reach for when you need something to hold. Yes, I know what's good for me. I just pay no mind and time and time again it gets so old but i just do you the favor forget your bad behavior will chalk it up to my failure to see you were a crazy maker a bomb about to crave looking for a savior shame on me shame on me shame on me shame on me knowing i've been taken for a ride by taking the ride anyway what will happen when the bomb goes off will i find another reason to stay i do you the favor forget your bad behavior will chalk it up to my failure to see you were a crazy maker a bomb about to create 
traitor I was looking for Savior, shame on me Shame on me Shame on me Shame on me And, uh, okay, Vanessa, thanks for that. That was awesome. Let me, um, you know, you haven't played a proper tour. I know you've had gigs here and there, and then you've postponed and all this stuff. You know, it looks like we're getting out of the weeds soon. Mm -hmm. By the way, did you get your vaccination? No, not yet. Italy, not yet. Uh, the EU is incredibly behind. In Oops, incredibly behind. Yeah, yeah. I, I got mine the other day. When they say your arm hurts, it hurts bad. Does it, it's like a real yeah. thing. But you know, whatever. First shot. Anyway, but it looks like we're getting out of the of the weeds with this thing. I mean, tours are yes. happening like August, September. Like, thank God, dude, it's happening. You, you're a road warrior. That's inside of you, and you must be chomping at the bit to get these puppies out into the world, right? Yeah, yeah, I am, and it's it's hard because it's it's a it's weird to not still not be able to plan like. We're really close to being out of the woods, but I think a lot of venues aren't quite ready to take that leap, especially in the short term. Like if we were planning for shows that were this fall or even next year, we could probably get stuff booked. But like for this summer, especially here in Europe, um, right. because they're so behind on vaccinations, there's still a lot of hesitancy to book shows. Um, right. So it's like, we're so close. I, I actually described it like this to somebody earlier today, but it's sort of like that moment in spring where like the trees have been dead totally dead and then one day you come outside and every tree has a bud on it and you <laughs> yeah. can tell that like in two days you know the whole street's just going to be totally in bloom and i feel like we're right there like where there's the buds like any minute now hopefully everything's going to open up but we're not quite there yet not quite there so, yet so is this a situation yeah. for you vanessa with like you know your i guess dual citizenship and and, and both options in your world that um that maybe it's like a good time maybe to pivot to America for a little bit? Uh, that is actually the plan. Yes, okay. probably by the time this airs, we will theoretically already be in, in the States. So Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Can't wait for the Whataburger photo with that rip there. Yes, we'll take a picture with our Whataburger. We're actually <laughs> waiting for that photo. You know, how it started and like you guys cooking so fresh. Right. Like, you know, and how it's going. <laughs> how it ended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh we'll my see. God. Vanessa, yeah, hopefully we'll have some shows in, in Texas in May. Uh, we'll see like some outdoor. There are a few venues that are doing outdoor shows that should be socially distanced enough, um, you know, and in the open air that we feel comfortable doing them. But it's still. I mean, we'll Vanessa, I, I think I think we're going to I think we're going to see a show. I think we're going to meet. I hope so. I think it's going to happen. If you're coming <laughs> here and you're going to be like Texas ish, like it's going to happen. OK, <laughs> because this song's like we want to see them live. So really, really stoked about that. Yeah, no, I really wish we could bring our bandwidth over, but I don't think the uh, international travel restrictions are going to be loosened anytime soon. So right. I'll just be playing with American friends and then playing with my Italians back over here. So. Cool. Yeah. Well, Vanessa, you've been so wonderful. Thank you so much. It's been great to catch up, Vanessa. It's always yeah, it's a pleasure. Great to see you too. An amazing album. Congratulations. It's going to be a huge hit. Thank you. I hope so. All right, Vanessa. We'll take care. Have we'll be in touch. You too. See you soon. Bye. You've been listening to... J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.